there's people out there working a ton. I'm just like, why? Like, bro, like take a day off. Like you are killing yourself. Obviously they all have different goals, mm-hmm. but at, at, to what cost? Like really at what cost are you putting your body through your own business? Like you, you made your business to uh, kind of alleviate or get away from that working all day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now you're working twice as more as you were probably working at your full-time job. And it's like, if you've been in it already for three years, you should already be a point in your life where, okay, you should be okay, where you don't have to kill yourself every day. Yo, what is up, guys? My name is Dustin. I'm the host of the Detail Spot podcast. And in this week's episode, we have on Carlos Serranos with Serranos Mobile Detailing out of Dallas, Texas. Carlos is a super cool dude. We've talked multiple times leading up to this podcast, and I was super hyped to have him on because he brings kind of a different perspective on Um, services such as interior detailing and so we hear all about how he offers it why he offers it and how he makes great money offering this service so i'm super hyped to um to show you guys this episode and i had a lot of fun hanging out with carlos and i know you're going to enjoy it as well and if you're enjoying the podcast or the content that is coming from this channel if you can leave us a review on either apple podcast or spotify it's going to greatly help the channel grow and if you like this episode make sure to share it on social media with your friends so that they can enjoy it as well um and I, we're going to go ahead and get into it and i hope you guys enjoy this episode so uh carlos how long have you been detailing and then um, like what made you get into this industry? Um, so how long I've been detailing, I started in eighth grade. So back in 2001, I believe. Yeah, probably like 2001. Um, and literally I've been pretty much doing this all my life, I guess. And what got me into this, my family, they all work in the car wash business. So then they were like, well, come and get a job over here part-time, you know, and this will be just side money and that's how it started and then i actually fell in love with it and i just kept at it for all all these years that's cool man it is kind of like an oddly addicting trade like once you do something you like want to get better at it so you just keep like you you almost just keep studying it it's kind of addicting and i think that's what yeah you know leads us to making it a career honestly for sure Heck yeah, man. So you primarily focus on interior detailing and it seems like you enjoyed being a subject matter expert in that. What made you kind of um, go that direction with it? You know, you, there's a lot of guys in this industry that want to do exteriors and they idolize exteriors, but like you're saying, Hey, there's money in interiors. Why are we yeah. not shining a spotlight there? Yeah, honestly, um, interiors. Well, from the car wash, that's really from the car wash uh, business. Um, working at this car wash for so many years, that's literally all they put me to do was exterior, uh, interiors, right? Um, <clears throat> obviously, we did focus on exteriors over there, but it is not as in-depth as it is as we do out here, like for us mobile detailers or people with shops. Um, truly, what we learn at a car wash is way different than what you learn like on your own. Um, <clears throat> but I just fell in love with interiors and just getting them from like looking like pretty dirty to transforming them to what they can look. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, I think that 
wants to go exterior because that's where the money's at, right? For me, I don't, I don't know. I just you can make great money just doing interiors alone, mm-hmm. but everybody has their preference, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing. I think people get caught up in like the money aspect of it. Cause like exteriors, you know, obviously you have coatings now and like you do these things as well, but like, um, you know, people get wrapped up in like, Hey, on social media, you see these shops doing Lamborghinis and Ferraris. And I think a lot of the average detailers, like your area may not be able to withhold that. Like that's, that's kind of right. a dream, you know, cause like you need to be in a really luxury area to get Lamborghinis all day long, but like yeah. the money makers are those average daily drivers. And you're saying, Hey, it's your consumers. Mm-hmm, exactly. It's like, those are your, those are the people that, you know, they have the need and the, um, that's where your market is. You need to figure out how to provide your market with what they want. And it seems like you're perfect at that. It's like, Hey, my market needs interiors and I'm going to be the best I can at those. Yep. And if, if you can really, you know, master the area of interiors, man, it's, it's truly, it's a game changer. You can make a great living. Like I tell everybody, yeah, you're focusing on what you see on YouTube. You're focusing on what you see these big shops do, right? Um, I get asked all the time, like, hey, Carlos, do you do coatings? Do you do corrections? Because all we see you do is, is interiors. I'm like, yeah, I do all those. I just, I just don't showcase it. Because to me, to be honest, I, anybody can pick up a polisher and make the paint shiny but very few can really make an interior look really, really good. Um, I honestly think it's, it's, it's just, it takes a skill set to do that. Um, but I just feel like many detailers, especially the ones who are just starting, they are focusing on what they see on these platforms like social media and YouTube that they think that that's what I need to do. And then it's like, they start their business and then they realize like, shoot, I ain't getting no calls. Everybody's calling me for interiors and I don't want to do those. (laughs) And and you got to pay your dues, right? Like, you know, those guys who, who have the Lamborghinis in their shop, like these guys don't realize that when they first started 10 years ago, they were doing interiors and you just got to build on that. And then it's like, once they have that, right. Then they're like, Oh, I don't want to do interiors. Like once they get their shop, Oh, now they don't do interiors. And it's like, they really forget where they started from. Um, but you, you do get those that say, man, I never did an interior in my life. All I did was paint correction and coding. Right. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it's just, it's just like you said, you have to pay your dues. You have to get your feet wet to know how to provide all these other services. Um, and I think a lot of people are just failing at that and they just want to concentrate in the money side where it's like corrections and codings. That's where the money's at. And they're like, we don't want to do an interior because that takes too much time. I'm going to get dirty. I'm just like, okay. (laughs) You're like more for me then, right? Hey, send them to me. I will gladly do them. The dirtier, the better. And I mean, I can, I'm not going to say I I capitalize on them, but I I can make great money on just interiors. Mm -hmm. One car a day. That's all I do. That's awesome. And like, and I think people when they're associating and they're hearing you say interior details, I think they may be first response in their brain may be like, Oh, that's too cheap. Like I'm not, but you're actually charging good money for these. So you're actually making good oh, money yeah. on doing interiors. I make a, I make a living out of interiors. <laughs> that's you know, awesome though. Cause like, and that's another thing. Like, what would you say? Um, you know, cause like whenever someone is doing interiors, like a common thing would be, Hey, 
Like you think that you have to be in that hundred dollar range, but like you're proof that like you can charge three, four hundred, five hundred dollars for an interior Easy. if it needs it. Mm -hmm. It's all it all falls down to presentation, but I think many people disagree to what I've said in the past. It's, it's okay if you start cheap mm -hmm. because the, the cheap customers are going to give you all the pictures you need of these hammered interiors. And that's going to guild is going to build your portfolio to where once you're ready to go to the next level, meaning raising your prices, you're going to have enough proof to say, this is why I'm charging you $400 for my packages because this is how I can leave it. Right. And you have proof you have reviews and you're knowledgeable in that area to where when you explain it to your customer, you're able to transpire truly what you're talking about. And the customer is like, damn, like this is not this stuff as to a entry level detailer. Like they don't know how to explain their packages. You know, we, they stutter a lot. I remember I started trying to sell my packages and that led to people saying, no, never mind, Don't worry. I'm, I'm okay. I don't want to get it done. Mm -hmm. But as I progressed and got better at explaining my, uh, my packages, Literally, I was able to capitalize like so crazy. And I never thought I could tell a customer, hey, for your interior, this is going to be $800 because it's really dirty, right? <clears throat> now it's like I'm able to charge that price. And though it may seem crazy to some people, to the right buyers, they're going to pay that because they know that they're, they're going to pay somebody that's reputable, has the quality, has the knowledge, has the experience in this field to where it makes sense, right? As to others will charge want to charge what I charge, but the knowledge isn't there. And the, maybe the finished quality isn't there. Mm -hmm. And that's like, whenever, um, like I, I use an example of like a mechanic, like I'm not a mechanic. If I need my car worked on, I take it to that subject mm -hmm. matter expert. So when they tell me, Hey, you need an alternator. I trust their word because they're the professional. So when what you're saying is like, Hey, when I have the reputation, my brand is there and I've, I have that experience in doing this. When I give them that price, they trust that that price is legit because I'm a professional business and the way you present yourself proves that. So yeah, they don't question sure. it, you know, no, and they um, don't. Yeah, exactly. Like there, there are, they, and a lot of times like in detailing as well, like I think me and you talked about it in the past of like, you know, they may call for their businesses before they get to you. And those other guys may have been $150, $200. And then you give them mm -hmm. that $800 price. And they're like, hmm, Whoa. you know, why is this why? guy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I need you to tell me why. I will gladly tell you why. And it could be that all the detailers were all provided, providing the same service. But because maybe the way I explained it, it makes more sense to them where they feel more comfortable. A customer will buy when they're comfortable with you. If they don't feel the knowledge or they don't feel comfortable, they're not, they're just going to keep going down the list. And let's try this other detailer. Mm -hmm. And then they find us where we may be higher, but there's a reason why we're a higher cost detailer. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you ask them or they ask you even, and when they ask you that, it's almost like a perfect setup for you to like deliver, you know, and build that trust. Like they're like, yep. why are you so expensive? Well, sir, like, you know, we have years of experience. We know exactly what to do, you know, to make sure that you get the best result and you just lay it out, mm -hmm. you know, your normal spill. And they're like, you sold me, you know, so it's a perfect opportunity. Yeah, it really is. And it just really, and like, it's a perfect opportunity to showcase really why you're worth that much money, why, why they were referred to them, right? Or why they referred you to you. Um, so it just, you know, some people, 
they can stay probably charging the same low rates. And it's like, then, then they get burned out. They're like, man, I'm tired of doing this. Like, I don't see a light or, you know, I quit. This isn't working for me. Detailing is not for us or for me. And, and then I ask, like, what's your pricing like? And they tell me, and I'm just like, oh, I already found the reason why. <laughs> yeah, it, 100%. And that's the thing is like, most detailers always, always say this, like, I think over half of detailers that will quit or fail at this, it's all, it all comes down to their pricing and, and how much they're making, because, you know, this is hard work. If you enjoy it, like, you know, I still it's enjoy it. It's fun, but like you need to be paid for it as well. And those two have to yeah. go together, you know, cause like you, yeah. you can't do this nonstop and not make what you're worth. If you are wondering how to price your detailing services or your detailing packages so that you actually profit, because in my opinion, the number one reason that detailers either quit, shut down, or fail altogether is because they're not just not making enough money to where it's worth it. You know, it takes the passion out of this industry or out of this trade if you're not profiting what you should for doing this manual type of labor. I put together a free workshop for you. It's 100% free um, and it's gonna show you the a really simple, coming from someone who's not so great at math, um, I put together a really simple equation on how you can price your detailing services or packages so that you know 100% if you're profiting or not. And everybody's price is gonna be different, but this equation is going to show you personally how to you know, personalize your own packages and personalize your own pricing to match what you want out of your business. So make sure to check that out. It's a 100% free workshop. Um, and the link will be in the show notes if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you're watching or listening on YouTube, the link will be in the description. So make sure to check that 100% free workshop on how you can learn how to price your detailing services or price your detailing packages. Yeah, if you one, you have to enjoy it. Until you get paid nicely, to where it's like it's 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 not a job. It's literally it's just you're 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 working at your dream job every day. I guess that's for for me. It's every day I'm working at my dream job. Mm -hmm. And you get to do that because, like you said, you do one car a day on average. Generally, if you're making three four hundred dollars, like that's good for half a day's worth of work. You know? And oh like, yeah. And I love how you, you've mentioned this in the past, you literally modified your business to match what you want personally. Hey, I don't want to work eight, nine hours a day, every day. I want to work less, still make more and still get to do the things that I like because you probably only oh, work yeah. 20 hours a week, but you're still making more than what a full-time job would, you know? For sure. Yeah. And, and, and I transitioned into that route barely, I think last year. Um, when I had to really kind of sit down and reevaluate, you know, my my ultimate goal, which was truly just live a better lifestyle, um, work less, less headaches. And obviously, I, I did that by taking away Saturdays and Sundays. So now I only strictly work Monday through Friday, usually 10 a.m. to about 1230 a.m. 12:30 p.m. And I'm done. Mm -hmm. And then I get to go and enjoy whatever I want to do. Right. Um, but when I took that Saturday and Sunday. I actually lost like a big chunk of change. It, I was like, oh, it's not going to be much. But then I like did the numbers and I was like, holy crap. And then that <clears throat> that day, I, I won't forget. I was like, Dane, I think I should just continue, you know, working seven days a week. But then I was like, at the end of the day, I was fine losing that big chunk of change. 
because that gave me more peace of mind instead of mm -hmm. trying to really like work myself to death like take two days off i'm okay and raise my price up a little bit and that kind of offset this big old loss at the end of the year mm -hmm. and it's, it's literally it's worked out perfectly yeah, what happened was you probably had the clients who were willing to pay you going up in price canceled out the ones that you lost that altogether. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I really didn't lose a lot, to be honest. Maybe I think at max I lost maybe like 20 customers of the, I think right now it's like 350 that I service. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm, you know, I guess in a way like, okay, well, you know, it sucks that he left, but at the same time, it's like, it made room for the good ones coming in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is like, and a lot of the things I say may not like uh, make sense to some people because I may preach one thing and then, um, you know, cause like one thing I always preach is like, Hey, advertise what you want. And I think people correlate that with like, Hey, I only want ceramic coatings. So that's, that's what I'm saying. And it's really not. And what I, what I want everybody's business to be like is something that makes them happy. So like with you, you're like, Hey, I modified this, you know, modified my business so that it can match what made me happy. Maybe the next person would be, Hey, I want to work more, you know, so you can modify that. You get to do that as the business. And there's, owner. there's people out there working a ton. I'm just <laughs> like, why? Like, bro, like take a day off. Like you are healing yourself obviously they all have different goals mm -hmm. but at, at, to what cost like really at what cost are you putting your body through your own business like you, you made your business to uh, kind of alleviate or get away from that working all day mm -hmm. and it's like now you're working twice as more as you were probably working at your full-time job and it's like <clears throat> if you've been in it already for three years you should already be a point in your life where, okay, you should be okay, where you don't have to kill yourself every day. Mm -hmm. And it's an investment too. Cause like going back to paying your dues, like you are going to work harder. It's inevitable. Like right now you're at a level that you can say, Hey, get it to a point to where you're kicked back a little bit more, but like back to rewind a little bit, you do still have to put in that upfront grunt work. Maybe at first, yeah. the first year to three years, you may yeah. have to work 60 hours a week and then you can coast later on. So you're almost paying, you're almost investing in for it to pay you in the back, back end. And which I knew that was going to happen. I know that the first, <clears throat> I said it to myself, the first three years was the grind work. I had to build my name. I had to build my reputation. I had to get it where to where I want it to be. And then by year four, I eliminated doing, I went from doing five cars per day. Then I knocked it down to three cars per day. And then finally, by year five, that was like, all right, we're going to take it down to two cars per day. And then barely last year was more of, you know what, one car, one car per day, raised my price up a little bit. And that, that literally, what I had to bust my butt out for five cars, I now do it in one vehicle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. And now it gives you more time to do some of this like training that you're doing now. And, uh, you know, yeah getting to like it's invest crazy. into some of these guys on like help the industry on that side of it. Cause like, that's a big thing right now. And, it, and it's, you know, you have a lot of information flowing around out there, but like hands-on training, like you're showing is so valuable. Like, and especially if you're just starting, like getting a polisher in hand and experiencing it like in person, there's nothing else like that. Like you can't, you can yeah. you show someone online, but like, 
it, it takes away the feel of it. So like, tell me a little bit more about like what you're teaching and your trainings. So with, with my trainings, let's say one day training. Um, and what, what we go over is um, from entry level with this, what a, a pain enhancement. And then we move up to a one-step pain correction, two-step pain corrections. And I usually at times teach like a three-step like pain polishing correction only. Um, I'll also teach them about spot sanding. Um, and then we end with ceramic coating. Um, and a lot of the time is really teaching them to listen to, to your machine. Um, cause the machine is going to tell you whether you're applying too much pressure, whether you're not, you're not working the machine correctly, right. Or the machine is not going to spin correctly. If you're not holding it correctly. So a lot of that stuff goes into the, the one day class. Um, and it's like a lot of information, but I, I'm, I'm happy that everybody that has come, they're doing pretty good. I think maybe just one, maybe it's not didn't grasp it correctly or maybe he's not putting it to work um but everybody else they're they're killing it right now um so the class is just really just putting a hand to your uh, putting a polisher to your hand you getting to work with the machine the learning the machine um and literally it, it's crazy how they go from like a nervous look to like by the end of the class they're like all right i'm ready to do another correction and i'm like all right good right and we also work on uh we do role playing um, I do a lot of, um, I teach them my way on how I um, get these results when I do a estimate. <clears throat> so we'll, we'll split the panel and I kind of do an area and this is how I sell my packages. And then I give it to them and then I want them to sell me their package, right? And then from there we tweak it and we're like, all right, we'll try this. And, you know, this way you sound too lost. We will tweak them a little bit. And then now they know how to sell these packages and, mm -hmm. um, they're doing really good with, with this new um, uh, with this new route that maybe they didn't integrate it into their business and they come to my my training like now they're able to close more deals because they're putting those trainings to work. Mm -hmm. You gave them the foundation because like it's all like you know you're not going to be able to learn how to you know, take your business tomorrow to six figures or something like that, but you gave them the direction because that's kind of the hard mm -hmm. part I, and I remember me as well, just starting, like I, I say it all the time, like my first year, I had no clue what I was doing, like what step to take, where to go, what direction to go in. And it, and my bank account like showed that, you know, re reflected yeah. that I didn't know, you know, but like something like that, it's like, Hey, here's the road to go down. You're going to experience some more things that I didn't teach you, but you're on the right road. Hey, here's the sell strategy mm -hmm. that I used, or, you know, here's the, um, how to use the polisher, like, you know, there's going to be panels that like you still struggle with, but at least now you know how to use it. Yeah. And a lot of them, um, when they come, obviously they all leave with a, um, a pamphlet. And then in there, I've legit taken the time of writing step by step. If you're going to do an enhancement paired with this product, with this pad at this speed, this many passes, if you're doing a two step, we're going to try this product with this pad. So they all, there's, there's guidance in that paper. So in case anytime they feel like, oh, shoot, what do I do? Well, go to that paper I gave you. And most likely the instructions are right there. Yeah. And that's really cool too. Cause like when you get a vehicle in and it's like, all right, I don't know what I'm going to try first. Maybe I can now re refer to this reference and say, well, we'll go with this combo um, that I learned in training that didn't work. Okay. We'll go to the next combo. That's super yeah. cool. Like to have that to refer to, because that's all correction yeah. is. And I feel like a lot of, a lot of the people that come to my classes, they've already paid like thousands of dollars at this other class. 
and they're like, man, I wish when I went to that class, I wish they would have given me something to guide me. And I'm like, well, shit, well, I appreciate you coming to my class because you're going to get this. And it's more, <clears throat> I feel like, I feel like my class is more hands-on. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I have them scratch the panel. I have them create swirls. I have them create hazing. I have them create um, like the tunnel look from the brushes. We give you all these visuals so that you can see them. Now you know how to fix them in the future. Um, and a lot of people are like, man, it's, it's just crazy how I paid like $1,200 for this class. And I, I left more lost than anything. Yeah. And yours is probably more intimate as well, because like how many people do you have in your, in your class? Just, just one, just one. So it's literally one-on-one -on -one training. You're getting my full attention. And that's probably yeah. the difference right there. Yeah. I mean, I, I think eventually I want to do like a five people class. Mm-hmm. That's at max as I would take it, but still, I think the the one on one. That's why it's a little bit more costlier, because it's like it's just you and me. If you mm -hmm. mess up, guess what? Ain't no the the guy next to you is not gonna see you mess up. They're gonna not. It's just you and I, and I get to see you mess up. I get to correct your issues and literally build your confidence to where you leave my class. You're more like you're ready. You're legit ready to go and sell a hand wax. Like I, I, I help them build a package. We, we make a price and I'm like, stick to this price, you know? And even though yours is maybe lower, this is the reason why you're going to start charging this much money and, you know, stick with it. And I'm glad like a lot of people that come to the class, they've legit already, the class has paid off already in like the first correction they did. I'm like, dude, that's crazy. Yeah. I like that too. Like going over the pricing, like you're saying, Hey, you know, we're not going to start here. We're going to start here, work your way up by this time. You should have this price by this time. You should have this one. And it's just showing mm -hmm. like, and I think that's oftentimes the case is we often forget what it's like at year one. So we all will, a lot of times guys that have been in the industry a while are saying, Hey, you're charging too little, but forget that. Hey, you were at day one at one time too. And you need to build mm -hmm. that exposure. And I think that's the main issue. It's a lot of these people, they're like, oh, wow, you're too low. No, you got to put it at this. And it's like, no, you have to let them keep working their pricing. And they are slowly going to raise their prices. Um, because what the pricing that works for me might not work for them right away. And it, it has the same thing. Get your feet wet. Maybe charge cheaper a hand wags, But guess what? You're going to get a lot of people coming in. And that's going to get you pictures. It's going to get you the experience. Your 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 speed is going to start improving. And then you're like, all right, you know what? Now I'm going to raise it up another $50. And then you're doing it the same thing. And then boom, eventually you're right at the pricing that a lot of us see, you know, seasoned detailers are at like 250 mm -hmm. for a hand wax or 300, whatever the case may be. But now you're there where you want to be. Mm -hmm. You know, I was actually listening to a podcast this morning about like mindset and pricing. And the big thing with it is I was like, um, there's a thing to where like, say you didn't come from money and you have a hard time getting your mind to process that you can charge $500 in only three hours or $800 mm -hmm. because it's hard for you to transition from like not having that and then to having that. So mindset's such a big thing on pricing and, and having a guy like you say, Hey, if you're, if you're having doubts that you can make this type of money, like it's true, you know, like I'm, I'm proof that like this does work, just follow it. Mm -hmm. And I just, that's it is, is give it time. And I think many people, they don't have time. 
they want this to literally be like, all right, I went to his training and tomorrow I'm going to start getting all these codings. Like, no, you have to give it time. It's just like everything time mm-hmm. with time comes the experience. And now you have the better knowledge. Like, I don't expect anybody to go leave my class and literally go sell a coding right now because it would be hard for them to sell it. Mm-hmm. But with more time, they start getting more knowledgeable and they're more comfortable explaining it to the customers to where the customers like, all right, I feel confident. But if they go right now and try to sell ceramic coding, they're probably stuttering. And the customer's like, yeah, I'm, I don't think so. And and that is all like that. Sometimes that comes down to selling is hard, man. And I remember like looking back on the, just getting that nervous feeling of having a transaction being your goal. So like, you know, it, it almost feels fake sometimes. Like when I sell to a customer, just because like, I know here in five minutes with, once we get past the small talk, I'm going to get into, Hey, your vehicle needs this. And sometimes it's mm-hmm. hard to get over that, 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 uh, speed bump of like, yeah. man, you know, like it's coming up, you know, <laughs> like I'm good at opening up. I'm good at it, doing everything. But every time I think when it comes to the money side, I'm like, all right, this is the, the part that I don't like talking about, you know, <clears throat> but I think I, I, I transpire to the customers where they know, and they're already like, bro, just give me the number. Like yeah. it's okay. <laughs> You know, so like, all right, so we're looking around like 1500 for a entry-level coding with a correction. And they're like, oh, okay, that's fine. And I'm just like, oh, okay, shoot. I should have set the price a long time ago. <laughs> and that's my that was my biggest thing too, because if if I wasn't a detailer, I don't know that I would pay for this type of service. You know, like me personally- My wife I, says that all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so it's so hard to- there are clients though that aren't thinking like me. And that's the great part about it is like, you know, and a lot of times I think people base their pricing and they base their business around what they would pay for when the client wants to pay you for that, that they're the type of person that won't do it themselves, you know? So money ain't a problem. They're like, well, here's a blank check. Name your price. (laughs) I've had that. Like, I think that's happened to me like four times. And I'm just like, I can't, you know, I, I can't, I will go through the same scenario. I, I don't sell like I can sell, but I hate selling to the customers. Mm-hmm. It's more of, I gave you the options. You choose what best fits your needs, your finances. Even though I know they have a Ferrari in the garage, I, they have Bentley. Mm-hmm. It's not about the money. It's more of, I want you to choose what fits your need. It's not what I want to choose. There's a lot of detailers when they, they, when a customer tells them, Oh, what do you suggest? Trust me. They're going to the highest package right off the bat. Because that's where the money's at. For me, I don't care if you choose my low end package or the middle package. I just want you to choose something that I want you to feel very um, happy with purchasing. Mm-hmm. And customers are like, Dane, like, I thought you were going to tell me to get the bigger package. And I'm like, no, like, I tell them, if you think it's because of the money, no, like, I want you to choose something that you feel comfortable paying. Just because you have high end cars doesn't mean I'm about to freaking shove you with some coding because you have the money. Um, and I think it's always been in the back of my head. It's not about the money. I don't do this for the money. I do this because I love it. Right. Mm. And I want them to love it at the end of the day. So the money side is just a bonus, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. My buddy, um, Evan B, he has a detailing business in California and he just got his, he just 
went from like his garage and just went and got a, um, a an actual facility now. And his thing, he made a, he put a quote up a couple days ago and it said, um, you know, it, it's not about the money. It's, it's about being able to do what I love to do. And it fund that for me. Like, you know, it was mm-hmm. worded way better than that, but like, Hey, I get to do what I like every day. I get to create my own schedule and it pays for me to do that. You know, it, it's not about the Ferrari or the Lamborghini. Will those come maybe one day and it's cool, but when you're not banking on it, that like that, that's when it will come. Exactly. Some people really want to shove it. Like, like they're trying to force it to get a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or whatever the exotic car is. You know, and it's like, dude, just do some Camrys or do some Kias, mm-hmm. some some different cars. And eventually, guess what? Those cars are going to give you these high-end customers because it's like, if you can transform this car into this, this one here is going to be a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. And like people are like, oh, Cardo, you don't do exotics, do you? And I'm like, yeah, I just don't post them because to me, they're just a car, to be honest. Mm-hmm. They're, <clears throat> they're just like any other car. The only thing that makes them different is they have a more of a higher end emblem. That's it. Mm -hmm. And I often think like back to advertising what you want to detail. I oftentimes think if you're in an area to where, you know, it's only daily drivers, you maybe your average income is 70,000, 80,000, which is pretty like, I feel like average for a good city, Mm -hmm. a good uh, wealthy city, you know, but like to get those Ferraris and those Lamborghinis, you need to be in an area to where the average income is like 200,000. So when you're advertising those Ferraris and those Lamborghinis, I oftentimes think it scares customers away as well. Yeah, I think so. You lose a lot of business because they're like, oh, he only does exotics. You know, and it's like they won't call you. <laughs> and probably the dude advertising exotic probably hasn't even done exotic. He just got these from somewhere and posted <laughs> them on their page. Yeah. And and you know, it's but, like, you know, I think I would still post it just because, like, you know, it, it depends on your area as well. Like, um, I would probably still post the Lamborghini, the Ferrari, just because like, you know, to us, like when we get one of those, it is cool that like someone trusted us with a mm-hmm. $200,000, $300,000 car. But I've always just wondered that theory of like when a customer looks at your page. And I think a lot of times when people are advertising and what they're advertising on Instagram or Facebook, they're not thinking what the customer is thinking. So like when a customer lands on your page, like, Hey, what is this guy a subject matter expert in? And I think that's what they're thinking. Like when they're looking at your feed and they see all Ferraris, okay, perfect. He's a subject matter expert in luxury cars. If they see mm-hmm. all interior transformations, okay, boom, this guy's a subject matter expert in interiors. And that's kind of how you want your customer to think, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So like, what are some big plans you have coming up for your training? Like, what are some th- ideas that you're thinking with that? And then where do you see like Serrano's mobile detailing going in the future? So honestly, after really seeing all these classes take off, I am legit working less out in the field and doing more classes from home, which is the crazy part. Um, I see the the classes side of offering more, maybe like a three-day course. Uh, I'm doing a two-day courses already. People are signing up for that one. Um, But I see the classes maybe, I'm hoping like in a shop environment um, so they can get like a shop experience. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my my house is 
it's it's doing well. You know, they don't mind coming here, which is great. Um, <clears throat> but that's where I see the classes, maybe just adding something different, um, maybe bringing somebody else in here um, to where they can see their way of polishing, maybe. Um, and where I see my business in the next couple of years is truly, I'm hoping in a shop. I think I'm ready for it. Um, but really, I guess I want to see how I do on YouTube first to really give me an idea of, you know, what kind of uh, income I can kind of play with to where, you know, I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. um, but I think a shop, I would love a shop. But at the same time, it's like, I'm scared to fail, which is, I think, why I have never taken the next step of getting a shop. But mm -hmm. I feel like after six years mobile, I feel like maybe in the next two years, all right, it's time to move up to a shop. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that fear of failure, bro, that's like, that's in all of us, you know, like we, yeah. um, and it's hard to overcome that because it's like all mm -hmm. strategic thinking at that point. Hey, how am I going to want to sustain? Cause then you sign a lease and then you sign a contract and you're like, I want to make sure I'm truly thinking like, you know, cause, yeah. Cause in a year, if you're like, man, I want to take less time off now, now you're stuck with that obligation. And, and, you know, yeah. now I have two red payments. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like I, my business is um, like pay, back to like, I worked hard for a few years, worked it up to where it got to a point, And then I wanted to do like, you know, like what you were saying, I wanted to step away and like, do some other things and focus on like getting to do this podcast. And so I scaled it way back to a point to where it could run on its own. But, you know, if I didn't put in those three years, like it wouldn't get to that point. But now I'm kind of in that point again to where like I'm in Jacksonville now and I want to get a shop here mainly for um, like content. I want to do like pretty much a, a content based facility, but, um, cool. but it would, it wouldn't be like, full volume detailing. So like, I just got to make sure, you know, my income will match that. But back to what you're saying, everybody's got that fear. Like you'll run 50 different scenarios in your head. That's like, Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> but, How many interior details I need to do to get this thing going? <laughs> yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. And it's like, everybody thinks coding wise. They're like, Oh, I could just with two coatings. I can, I got it. Me. I'm reverse. I'm like, how many interior details I got to do to make sure I can pay the rent. Yeah, dude. It, I mean, that's the thing is like, and especially with the guys that have facilities already and have a shop already, you already have that obligation. Like this is where mobile detailing is so key. Like, cause I've been mobile. I went to a shop back to mobile, back to shop. Like I, I go back and forth, but like the cool part about mobile detailing is the fact that you don't have those obligations. You don't have the rent. You don't have that lease payment and being able to be so flexible to what you want to do. That's mm -hmm. so cool to me because you don't have a lot of bills tying you to, you know, the business. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think if I was to get a shop, it would be shop. And then I would have my mobile unit mm -hmm. to where if they can't come to me, then don't worry. I have somebody heading your way right now and take care of you. Mm -hmm. um, I think my dream has always been to have a car wash because that's where I started. Um, I would love to have a car wash. Um, and then still have like a side where all the mobile detailers or detailing could be in there. Um, and I have obviously the constant cars going through there. And then I have like my little detail shop. Um, but I know that kind of offsets the reason of why we do things. But 
literally, I feel like a car wash makes so much sense. Um, I would love like a hand car wash, everything done by hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, that's what you would want it to be a hand one, or would you want one with like a machine? No, mostly hand wash. Oh, okay. Yeah, and have like a crew. Yeah, I have like a like a like a six man crew, um, and maybe like four in the detailing. Um, that way, you know, two people per car, and we're able to knock some details out pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I've always loved, actually, when I first, um, like, I've detailed for ten years, but like my business now, to be honest, the first year in the shop we played with the idea of low prices, express services, hand car wash. That was what we actually focused on. We eventually rebranded just because that model is super hard, but I've always loved that vision of like quantity. Like if you can get your exposure out there and you can have a a quality team washing, like Mm -hmm. that would make way more money. Car wash businesses make way more money than detailing does. Like it's just a lot of money that convenience, man. Like you, you pass on the interstate, like there's so many cars in the city, like, and you know, and a detailing can tap into a percentage of those. Some clients will be willing to pay for a a detail, but the other 75, 80, 90% of them, they're a car wash type of person. Yep. And then the cool part about it is you would have a good mix, like saying, Hey, it's still a safe way of doing it. Like we're still, it's still a car wash, but like you're getting a hand car wash, which is Mm -hmm. way safer. Much safer for sure. Heck yeah, dude. So like if you were to give, um, a detailer just starting or a detailer that's looking to get some traction going in their business, what advice would you give them? Um, for those who are just starting or want to get traction, honestly, is just keep posting content. Um, get your name out there. And I feel like even a lot of the people that I talk to, they're still in a nine to five job. They're working full time. And then they always tell me like, well, I had a customer call me and I, I had to decline them because, you know, I couldn't get to them. Right. Um, and I always tell them, even if you're working full time, you post like you're working full time in your business. This way, you know, customers, you know, think or see that dang this guy's always busy right and then just move them to your weekend and just say hey i got saturday and sunday open for you um i'm busy during the week right now but i can get to you on your day uh, on his day or the detailers day off right so honestly keep posting content keep working your craft um and and not giving up and i feel like that just happens they just give up because they don't see truly um anything going the right way and it's like really some give up way too early when maybe the next month was really going to be like their moment of where they were going to like take off. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I know at one point I was going to, I was going to give up and really like the, the following month, like everything changed. And since then it's been nonstop, you know, it's mm-hmm. just crazy. Yeah. You, you said two things that kind of like, like sparked my, my um, attention like for one posting content nonstop, it kind of gets discouraging sometimes because like you see a post and it's all about likes and like, and you, your post may only get two likes, but like it, and that's the part to where you can't get discouraged by because you never know who's seeing it, but just not interacting with it. And it's like, if that person may see your stuff 10 times, but then on say it's 10 months on month 11, that person may be say, man, I just looked at my car today. It's dirty. Like I need to call somebody and boom, luckily you're consistent and you were posting. Mm-hmm. And consistency it, is key. Mm-hmm. 
A hundred percent. Yeah. Especially with social media, like even in their algorithm, they want you to be using their platform more and more. So like the more you post, the more content you put out, the more they're going to reward you. So like, you know, then they start giving you that engagement. Um, but number two, you said, um, the, oh man, what were you saying? What, what was the last thing you said? Um, you said post content and, and um, always post like your your work. Yeah, man, I forgot. Ex- I forgot 100 what I was gonna say, but that yeah. was the main one too. I saved it for last. <laughs> 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 oh man, I got like my brain went dead for some reason. <laughs> um, gosh, I can't even remember. But yeah, cool deal, man. Um, that that and that was huge. Like that content is that's the big part. But like, oh, that's what it was. Was um not quitting. Like I quit personally. Like I actually left my business. It was, I was tired of working, not making enough money and not knowing what to do. I was just like, maybe this being a business owner, like not for me, I actually quit, worked a normal nine to five job. And then like, I felt so terrible. Like I felt poisoned that like, I quit my dream and what my vision was. So I Mm -hmm. went back and like you were saying, man, it's like, it does just change for you. Your mindset changes and you never know what client you're going to be introduced to. That's going to tell 15 friends. So like your day that's coming could be tomorrow. It could be next week. It could be next month. It could be next year, but you're going to be so thankful that you stuck it out in five years. Mm -hmm. Like for me, like my business, for me, it's a, I, I treat my business every day as a all or nothing. Like, I have no other resort. Resort, I live and breathe this car wash business. Um, I would never go back to another car wash. So for me, it was like I can't fail. Like I gotta succeed one way or another. And you know, like even in the past when I started this business, everything was going so good, right? And then you, you go through a phase of your business where it is going really, really bad. Um, long story short, I had my truck and I had a membership to Twenty Four Hour Fitness. Um, and I, I got evicted from my home because um, I couldn't make uh, the payments on the rent and everything was just going bad, bad, bad. So for three months, um, I stuck it out in my truck. Um, I lived in my truck for three months. I would go detail at the end of the night. I'd come go shower at the at the fitness center and then go back inside my truck, go to sleep and then repeat it over and over for three months. Um, and then finally, like, <clears throat> I don't know what happened. And my business literally like took off. So, you know, I stuck it out through those storms and, you know, I'm glad that now I'm glad I haven't gotten evicted from a place anymore. <laughs> Dude, that, that's a testimony right there. Like of not yeah. quitting. I couldn't there. Cause I, this is, this is all or nothing for me, really. Like it, I have to make this work. Mm-hmm. Um, and many times I wanted to quit. Um, and I just, I was like, nope, I have to keep, keep trying. I kept smiling through my storms. And even though I was drowning and drowning and drowning, like I stayed afloat, you know, and I'm glad that after those three months, you know, I was able to get back on my feet, get the finances back going. And, you know, we were, we're back on right where we, we left off. Yeah, dude, that's awesome, man. That's, that's why I love you, dude. It's like the, the amount of like, 
positivity that you bring, like your authenticity is just there. Like, and that's why, like, I think, you know, when people are at your trainings and stuff, like hearing you talk, like, and just being 100% authentic, like that's what people want. Like, that's what your customers want. Like, that's what your trainees, the trainer or people coming to attend your trainings. Like that's, I feel like that positivity, that authenticity that you give off, that's what they want. And like, that's why they like your trainings and that's why they like your services so much. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. You know, like everybody thinks that we don't struggle as detailers. I think a lot of people just see the good stuff that you post. And they're like, man, this dude must never struggle. And it's like, dude, like, if only you knew really how much I was drowning before my business really took off. Like, you'd be like, dang, I don't want to go through that. You know, yeah. and everybody just sees the good stuff, but they never really ask, like, I want to know exactly your, your struggle, mm-hmm. right? They all want to know your, 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 your upcomings and, you know, how are you so successful? But they never really ask you you know, I want to know really how your, your, your struggles were. Um, and until you tell them, look, I went through this and this and this, they're like, wait, what? (laughs) They're like, well, shoot, I think I may be going through this struggle then, you know, and some people can relate, you know, some people can tell you, bro, I, you know, it's funny you say that, but I went through that too, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, we're not sugarcoating anything. I'm just trying to be real with these detailers and letting them know that, yeah, you're going to do good, but be ready for those months where you're going to go through the darkest storms in your life. And if you ain't ready, you're going to tap out so quick that you ain't going to enjoy. You're not going to enjoy the blessings after that little storm. Yeah. And, and the rewards are there. Like, and that's the thing. It's like, you have to have your vision for this up front. Like, and if anyone's listening, you're just starting your vision for how much this is either going to make you, um, what it's going to do for your life. Like this vision has to be so big because that's the only thing that's going to get you through those rough patches. Like that's the only thing that's Mm going to get you through either being homeless or not having a lot of money. Like the reward is there. You do, you just have to stick it out, try things. Those things may not work and then try another thing. And like, and once you start trying enough things, like things will start to work. You'll start to meet the right people because all business is, is like how many people, you know, like that's Mm -hmm. all it really comes down to is how many people know about your services and know that they're good services. So the more Mm -hmm. that you encounter people, the more that you're going to have success. And that just takes years sometimes. Yep. Unfortunately, it does take time, you know, but you just got to be patient. And, you know, like you were saying earlier about the likes, you know, yeah, if your pose doesn't get likes and, and a heart or whatever, it's okay. You're not doing it for the likes. You know, I never post for the likes. I post it because I feel like this is something that is valuable to someone out there. You know, it may not be for everybody, but somebody out there is going to relate to this post or they're going to relate to what you post and literally you did your job right we don't do it for the likes we just do it because we want to educate or show people out there what we're doing you know and and that one like is literally it that's that's fine with me if i don't get a like Like even on my youtube channel you know not a lot of people see it that's okay because i know that my channel is not the greatest and it's not meant for everybody and for those who do watch it like you know I feel like it's a blessing for them. I I like your channel and I like all that you do. And it's back to like, I was trying to explain how like authentic you are. You show the step-by-step like right now you're doing trainings. 
out of your house, but it's not about like where it's at. It's about what you're teaching and you get your full attention. And it's like, Hey, you know, you saw me, I started my trainings at my house, like in 10 years, five years, two years, even maybe you're at a, you upgrade to a facility, like you showing you in your beginning stages, I think are like with the trainings and stuff and showing people, Hey, this is what I have now. Like, and just showing that throughout the stages, I think it's killer, man. I think like people vibe with that a lot more. Yeah. And like, I think like people, like a lot of them always say like, man, I remember when I saw your first video, it looked horrible. <laughs> and I'm like, well, thank you. Right in there. Like, but now it's like, you're more comfortable in the camera. Like your voice sounds much clearer. So I made like these small changes to better the channel, but it's still like the same channel. I just had to make like an adjustment with the microphone because everybody couldn't hear me. Right. But everybody's like, dude, it's crazy. Like seeing you grow on YouTube, it's really cool. And, you know, you haven't changed, right? Like some, <clears throat> I guess they're like some YouTubers change because now they're making a lot of money on YouTube and now they're not the same anymore, you know? And it's like, I'd rather live broke and be the same person. Yeah. Or even if sure. I had, even if I had the finances, I think I'm still going to be the same because money doesn't move me because mm. I've been at the bottom. I tell people I've been at the bottom and that's how I treat my life every day. I'm at the bottom, mm -hmm. you know, I'm no yeah. better than you. And probably you're better than me. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I always, I tell my wife all the time, like, I'd love to have a Lamborghini. Like my dream car is an accurate NSX. Like I want one one day and I will get one one day. Like I'm in that manifest stage, but I told her, I was like, I want the darkest tinted, the most tinted windows. I don't want anyone knowing it's me that I have it. And I want to <laughs> daily drive a straight up beat up civic or something, you know, just because yeah. like, I want the, like, I want those things and I want to have those things, but like, I still want to hold strong to like my roots, you know? Always, always. And I, I tell everybody, be humble, be kind. Um, Cause that's really what's going to take us in the long journey ahead of all of us. It's, if you don't change, you keep the same person you are in the long run, people are going to be like, dang, like, you know, he hasn't changed no matter what success he has he's still literally that same person we met a long time ago mm -hmm. and that's that's the cool part is like you'll have those guys that stuck with you throughout your you from day one because mm -hmm. you're keeping that authenticity you're keeping that um you're just keeping it real man and people want to see real they'll sniff past it if you're not and like you know and i think that's what's so cool and that's why i like really enjoy just getting to like chat with you. Like I know we did a live with, um, Eric not too long ago. Oh like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just getting to hang out with you guys, like some of the realest guys within the industry, man. And, uh, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, and this podcast was a lot of fun, dude. And, and how can, um, how can people find you like your YouTube, your Instagram, uh, Facebook? Um, <clears throat> yeah, pretty much on Facebook. I'm under Serrano's mobile detail services. Um, obviously I have my own page, Carlos Serrano. Um, on YouTube under Serrano's Mobile, um, and then on Instagram, Serrano's Mobile Details. You know, never hesitate if you guys have any questions. I mean, if I can help, hey, I'm all for it. Awesome, dude. Awesome. This was a good episode, man. I had a lot of fun. I had fun. Yeah, it was really <laughs> fun. That is it for this episode of the Detail Spot Podcast. We had on Carlos, and I had a blast hanging out with him and just chatting it up and hearing his perspective, how he started, and what his day-to-day -day looks like, and you know just how he profits overall as a business. So it was a lot of fun hanging out with him. I enjoyed it a lot, and I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did. 
And if you did, make sure to share it with some of your friends on social media so that they can enjoy it as well. And if you're enjoying the content that's coming from this channel and you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure to leave us a review. It's going to greatly help the channel grow so that we can reach more detailers. Um, And if you are watching on YouTube, Make sure to drop a comment of a topic or a, uh, a question that you may have that you would like discuss on a future episode of the Detail Spot Podcast. So that is it, and I hope to catch you on the next episode.